This is Dale Jr. and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. This is Kerry Earnhardt and you're listening to Earnhardt Outdoors, where the pavement ends and the dirt road begins. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Earnhardt Outdoors. I'm your host, Kerry Earnhardt, coming to you from the Azalta studio. And alongside me is outdoor enthusiast and former driver again, like myself, <laughs> Hank Parker Jr. Kerry, 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 man, we've been having a good time, haven't we? It's been good. It's, you know, I was kind of wondering about this podcast stuff, but it's been a lot of fun. And like I said, picking you out to be the co-host with me is made it a lot easier and he, he just laid back and yeah yeah we have a lot in common up. and just you know it's a lot like just sitting around the campfire in the backyard too, that's it so. yeah. and we've covered a lot of great subjects and had a lot of fun kind of sharing stories but i also want to throw out there as we get started today you know everybody listen to this if you want to if you want to hear something talked about if you want a certain topic to be discussed just hit us up we're on facebook and twitter at earnhardt outdoors and send us something you want us to talk about it could be uh some stories send us your funny stories or uh topics you'd like for us to cover i mean we've already kind of covered the gamut and i know today we're going to talk about some stuff that you're real familiar with yeah unfortunately i guess maybe (laughs) um you know the season's here you know we've got nascar Mm -hmm. coming to charlotte and the season for snakes (laughs) and we experienced quite a few incidents with snakes up at our barn. Yeah, I think I saw a video somewhere on social media. Now, what's that all about? Well, I mean, it was just it was just a black snake crawling around, and, my, and of course, women, my wife and my daughters, and they flipping out and everything. And I'm like, just <laughs> relax, you know. I reach over and touch him, and he curls up and you know, yeah, get some striking yeah. pose, and you know, but they're good to have around. We uh, we used to have a lot of mice, and now they've come back around. You know, in the wintertime, they were kind of gone. But here, the last two, three weeks, we started seeing them again, and ain't been having any mice problems anymore. There you go. You know what they say about a black snake, don't you? Well, I, what, <laughs> what do you say about a black snake? Well, they they say, you know, you always got the they say. Yeah, they say. They say that black snakes can't hurt you, but they can make you hurt yourself. That's, that's right. Yeah. Trying I've seen to get that away. happen, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty comfortable if if I can see them first. I don't like it when I'm surprised by Star one. Bound, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I've had that experience a couple of times. Mowing the yard and run by a bush and rub one across my arm or something, and mm. realize it didn't feel like a bush. It was kind of a different texture there. <laughs> look back and be a black snake crawling yeah. up in the bush and stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah, I hate like opening the feed, going reach in to go get the feed out, and, and there's if there's snake. something in there, mm-hmm. rat or snake, whatever. It speeds your heart up a little bit. So I don't know as much about horses, and I know we're, we're going to talk a little bit about that today. But what is the what is the reaction typically of a horse uh, to a snake? How do they handle it? They don't like it. Our horses, we had them in the stall, and we were gone. Me and my wife were out of town, and the daughters were home. One's twenty three, and one was twelve that rides. And the horse, the one horse was acting crazy. I mean, he never acts crazy. He's always calm and everything. And he was just going real crazy. Wouldn't even go over to the corner where his hay was and everything mm-hmm. they was trying to figure out thought something wrong they get him out of the stall and tie him up and they get him out of the stall he calms down and uh the place we keep our horses at the lady come down there and they're talking and she's seen the black snake over there uh by yeah. the hay and he just he was just terrified of that snake they That's don't funny. like him you yeah. think you know they would stomp at him and stuff like that and chase him off but he would not go to it didn't like it uh-uh. i don't like him either <laughs> yeah but i mean I mean, I don't weigh a thousand pounds. I'm close to it, though. 
I tell you, we had a guy that was just as we talk about this and think about it. He had a video, and I and I'll see if I can find a couple links, but called Bubba Snake, Bubba Snake. and he would scare people. This guy's name was uh, Richard Stafford. He's he, we called him Mississippi. He passed away a couple of years ago, but he was a cameraman, and he he would run camera a lot for Richard Childers and. Uh, him and Richard got in on a deal where they uh, they took a uh, fake snake and tied it to a piece of fishing line oh, and yeah. ran it across a couple of their guides in Africa. Their feet, oh, no. they were throwing their <laughs> shoes at it. Man, it was so funny. It was awesome. Yeah, I mean, I remember a lot of times Dad he would be out, big old group of us together, and all of a sudden here comes Dad walking in throwing a black snake in the middle of everybody. Mm. He's got it by the neck, you know, he slings oh, yeah. it in the middle of everybody, scatters around and. Teresa's not too happy about things either because it's in their house yeah. now. Oh, yeah. So, but you know, Dad always he he enjoyed playing pranks on people, and you know he wouldn't use the rubber <laughs> snake though. He oh, used really? a real one. Really? He, yeah. He liked to play pranks on people. Well, yeah. You knew him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good stuff, man. I uh, I was on an elk hunt one time, and uh, there was a bull bugling right over a ridge, and we were using this low spot to to sneak up so we wouldn't be seen you know that's always a good a good way to get around we're just watching the wind so you're really intense and you're focused on what's going on i'm watching the the terrain to make sure we don't pop up on the horizon and then i'm also making sure that this wind's coming through this valley and about that time just like you were saying on that lawnmower i I stepped on something and Mm. it just did not i mean instantaneously i knew this isn't right and there was a a racer and he jumped up and I hollered, and I took off running, and I blew that elk, and I was, everybody was <laughs> laughing at me. It was pretty embarrassing. Ruined the hunt. Yeah. Well, it was game over. Yeah, I think uh, the worst experience I had is uh, we were somewhere turkey hunting Merriam's, and we was walking across this pasture out towards a flock of turkeys we had seen, and sitting there, and we are walking along, and I, but I go to take a step, and I hear something just not right, and I look down, and I'm about six inches from one of them pygmy rattlers. Ooh. And yeah. luckily it was cool, and he wasn't real active, so yeah. he wasn't he wasn't fast at striking yet. So, you know, I I kind of double stepped and got out of there, and we got him, and he had six rings buttons. on him, yeah, you know, buttons, mm-hmm. but he was only yeah you know, six inches long. Yeah, he was yeah. short, but they said they were pretty serious and yeah, pretty deadly. Serious. So yeah, I guess I got lucky on that one. You know, you, we talk about it and you joke and and uh, you have fun about snakes, but. You know, anytime you're in the outdoors, uh, I, you know, I, I, can, I remember being a kid with my dad down on Santee Cooper in South Carolina. A lot of that is flooded timber, and there'd yep. be water moccasins in the trees. And, and you just got to, you've got to keep an eye out when, you, when you're hunting or fishing, mm-hmm. horseback riding, camping, whatever. When you're in the outdoors, you need to realize when, when, you know, there's certain things that you don't do. You don't step over uh, dead logs right. or, or, or crawl under without you know checking out yeah making sure <laughs> and the one thing that we're joking about a lot of the number one way that people get bit by a snake is messing with them messing with them exactly. trying to pick them up yep. and aggravating them if usually they want to be left alone if you're left alone mm-hmm. there's a few exceptions to the rules uh but i mean it's like some of the drivers out there i mean they're just gonna wreck you that's right that's it's, right you know but if you leave them alone though they'll leave you alone <laughs> then that's how you need to treat a yeah. snake like like every one of them's jimmy spencer you don't want to get this started, no you right? don't <laughs> no that would be a big strike here but yeah that's that's the thing you know you know people talk like whenever i talk about getting caught off guard getting startled really the snake he don't he don't strike or anything mm-hmm. so you know but i have noticed you can make one mad because mm-hmm. i've i've mm-hmm. done that with a black snake messing with him with mm-hmm. the daughter around just messing with her mainly 
and that sucker got mad and he started you know squirming fast around us and she's terrified to death and i felt bad after that but like i said if, if you don't bother them they're pretty calm still mm-hmm. they're not really agitated or anything they'll go on they'll move on and get on out of your way but if you start messing with them they're going yeah. they're going to stand up to you yeah and and if you do in the unlikely event get bitten by a snake especially a copperhead you know we live in an area where we have, we have copperheads and and water moccasins cotton mouse yeah and so same same thing and 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 there's there's a few rattlers you know got the eastern species of the rattlesnake and if you get bit one of the biggest things that that you need to you need to go get help you need to go to the er you Mm -hmm. need to go get checked out because it attacks your muscles and and if this gets too inflamed if it gets too bad then you can have some significant muscle loss I, i know a guy that's got uh a lot of his calf muscle that had to be removed mm-hmm. uh, from a copperhead bite. So just don't mess with them. <laughs> Take it serious if you do get bit and enjoy the laugh when someone gets scared. How's That's right. That? That's it. <laughs> well, now, now we're all going to have night terrors about snakes in our sleep. But it's a part of it. It's part, part of it. it. You know, we talk about horses and stuff. My daughter's on this rodeo circuit and, you know, barrel racing and all this stuff. And we camp out all the time, too. So right. we're out there in the fields and these black snake will come scrolling through everybody's camper mm. sites and everybody's screaming and hollering it's like just lights yeah. just sit still yeah he'll be gone in a minute yeah and they sit there and, and women especially they get all tensed up but it's just part of it you're in their nature and you ain't gonna do nothing about it yeah that's just their living room that you're in that's it so speaking of uh racing and camping and, and horse racing tell me about how how it's going so far well it's been going pretty good we've we've been going pretty heavy here last three to four months um every weekend this past weekend we went to a big event up in uh, granite falls and there's 284 contestants wow. on barrel racing yeah and it was the biggest turnout they have seen for their association we we went in on a card because she's not a member and that's where you pay extra ten dollars just mm-hmm. to compete okay and um she done pretty good she was right up there at the top of them but there were some older girls that are a little bit better and more experienced than she was and mm-hmm. outrun her and we enjoyed it. She's learning and just getting experience and everything. And like I say, with this association, I'm vice president of the Junior SRA Rodeo Association, and okay. we um, see these kids improve weekly. Yeah. I mean, start of the season, these kids come in, their parents are leading the horse, running around the barrels and stuff, and now they're up there on their own, kicking and making the horses go. So it's pretty neat to watch the kids, and that's that's what I get most enjoyment out of is seeing the kids have fun see them all laughing and carrying on and helping each other and mm. it's more of a family organized events instead of more com- com- being competitors and it's just neat to watch it that's cool well what's what's some of the biggest factors i mean you know a guy like myself i i've seen some of it on tv i've never been to one mm-hmm. uh, you know in, in person and how, what what are what are the biggest things that you look for i mean is it is it uh is it a well-trained horse or is it you knowing your horse or how, how does that work um it's both really you, you need a really good trained horse that really knows his job but you have to you know be connected with the horse also and know how to ride the horse i, I couldn't do it i couldn't get on there and do a barrel and I, i'll tell my daughter i can because i tell her <laughs> she's doing it wrong yeah. all the time so i must know what i'm doing but um, you know, I couldn't do that, but you could see the difference in a, in a well-trained horse and a horse that's just knows the pattern, just goes through it, you know, uh-huh. just goes through the motion to get it done. We've gone from the horse that goes through the motion to get it done, just my daughter learning, good horse for her because he's calm, laid back, not going to get her hurt. You know, he's not going to do anything crazy or stupid. 
and now we've got a we've stepped up to a couple other horses that are faster more experienced so luckily she's got more experience and she's older and able to handle the horses better than what she was or she would probably fall off at the barrels when they go to turn them and uh it's crazy what you see in this sport of the barrel racing you have horses that are our first one we paid five thousand for and i know some people that's paying 125 thousand for them hmm. but they're competing at higher levels too so and hmm. some just more some more advanced horse better, that reminds better me groomed. that reminds me of my first year in the bush series <laughs> 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 i was in a car uh, worth about 2500 yeah. and i was racing to get some guys that had half a million dollar stuff <laughs> yeah no go ahead and i'm it, sorry no i i agree with you i've been there too but um you know, with our association, matter of fact, Friday night and Saturday night, we have a big rodeo coming up in Rock and K Ranch in Charlotte. Oh, yeah. Been and there. Um, here this whole past week, we've been setting up. It's just a big arena. It's a really nice arena, but they don't have the bugging shoots. They don't have holding pins to keep all the livestock in, like the steers and the bulls and the sheep and everything that the rough stock contestants ride. So we've been putting all them pins up. We had two sets of three bucking shoots. We put one on one side, one on the other, and we built an alleyway in the middle for the contestants to go in and come out of for the barrel racing and pole bending and stuff like that. And Tuesday night, I think it was, we worked for about five hours putting stuff together. Mm. And then, you know, we go back up there and work the ground, set the pins and getting all that stuff together. But then come Friday morning, we come in, we set up, the uh, livestock we get in, get all the livestock there unload them sort them out they all got tag numbers in their ears and we do a draw where each contestant don't get the same animal every time sometimes they may it just luck of the draw yeah and we'll have to sort them out and get them all different pins and know you know where they're at so whenever it comes time it makes their show run quicker hmm, okay okay well if somebody wanted to get their kid involved in barrel racing or just horses in general not not just to have a horse, but to ride one at that type of... Well, how do you get started in that? Well, I mean, you know, here we go again, the internet, mm-hmm. where everybody goes to. You could you could Google on the internet. We we did it here um, when my first daughter first started wanting to get into it. We Googled, a, I, I think it was like uh, horse training lessons in Mooresville, North Carolina, where we live. Okay. And it brought up a big list, and we went through all of them and talked to different ones. We we come to this one lady, Miss Deborah. She was great with kids, and she enjoyed her duty, her her mm-hmm. job of you know training the kids, and loved being with kids. So we went with her, and my daughter was four years old whenever she first started taking lessons with Deborah. And probably about two and a half years later, she's entered into a rodeo association, the Junior SRA, and you learn that stuff by being around the people like Miss Deborah and other contestants that come in there and practice with her and stuff. Mm, okay, yeah. Well, uh, I do have a funny horse story I could share with you. My mom got this great idea. She's going to take our whole family out to a dude ranch in Montana. Oh, boy. And uh, so I didn't, you know, envisioned in my mind some, you know, shanty out on in the middle of a prairie somewhere. But we get there, and man, we uh, Flathead Lake Lodge is where we went. This place is immaculate. I mean, this is one of the most amazing places I've ever been in my life. And... Uh, uh, so we're there, and every day you ha- you it's on a lake, so you can do a water activities or all this other stuff. But they had horseback riding in the morning and the evening, and they would do all these different events where you ride these horses. And I, you know, I'm a confident person <laughs> in a lot of ways, and so I know if you get on a horse and you're just really confident, it really helps. And so I'm riding this horse, and I got I got hooked up with this horse, and I like this horse, so I kept requesting, "Okay, can I ride this horse?" And I knew I was going to be there for a week. This is going to this this would help me. And uh, so the the last night we, we go on a steak fry ride where they set up yeah. 
they they do steaks they grill steaks out in the woods and you ride a couple miles back in there it's like a 30 minute ride uh to this uh to this location and everybody has a big time we eat steaks and they ride all the kids out there and and uh whoever wants to ride horses ride horses well we're with the these these trainers and and so we get on this long stretch, and they said, hey, everybody, you want to run? I, Absolutely. <laughs> I've never ran on a horse, you know? And they said, well, are you comfortable with that? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I'm very comfortable with that. <laughs> Have you run on a horse? Oh, absolutely. And oh, uh, so no. it's like seven of us, and we take off running. And this horse is going so dang fast because he's following the horses in front of him. And uh, so I get all out of sorts, and I'm, I'm – really starting to get a little bit nervous <laughs> so i just let go of the reins and held onto that oh, horn no. on the saddle no. and that joker's going and it's bucket and i'm flying all over the place and so we get up there and, and uh they slow down because we're getting ready to hit a smaller trail and my horse just locks it up and when he does i grab him around the neck and i when he stops <laughs> i'm holding this thing around the neck up about it around his ears my legs are about the front of the saddle and they're all just dying laughing they're like i thought you said you'd ridden a horse running before you and that horse that yeah. y'all meshed huh yeah we yeah meshed. he showed you we meshed yeah we went back last year because we had so much fun and uh when we got there i noticed they had two uh they had two mules out there oh, these, no. these things were beautiful and they were big some of the biggest mules I'd ever seen in my life. And uh, when we went on that ride this year, I rode a mule. My brother and I, we both saddled up and rode mules. And I'm telling you what, it's like riding a Cadillac. Cadillac. Someone they're running just smooth, <laughs> yeah. smooth and slow. I've not rode a mule yet. <laughs> Dad got on one one time, this big mule he had, and nobody could ride him. And he's like, I'm, I'm going to ride him. So he jumps on and take off down the road. He oh, you know, goes running out the gate and running down Highway 3 and, Everybody's hollering and running, trying to catch him. Well, this mule's gone. <laughs> it wasn't long here. This guy running our ranch, Bart, his phone rings, and I hear Bart say, all right, I'll be right there. He said, we got to go get the truck and trailer. We got to go get him. He's like a mile and a half, two miles down the road on this mule before he got him stopped. That's right. He did it. Though. He rode it, though. That's right. Yeah. He did it. Yeah. I, you're talking about that dude ranch. I, I've been wanting to get out there and do something like that. Especially with my daughter. she I think she would really enjoy stuff like that. And, you know, stuff like that, people don't realize is out there. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you yeah. think it would be a shanty and everything, but it's it's pretty cool. I heard a lot of stories of people going and everything. But one of these days I'm getting on, I think, like Jackson Hole, Wyoming's got a pretty nice one out there mm-hmm. they talk about. And one of these days I'm going to do it. It's a lot of fun. And then you, you learn a lot. And uh, it's kind of like racing. I don't allow my son to watch racing at all on television. Mm-hmm. And I'm about to get to the point where I don't know if I'm going to let my daughters see horses anymore because my boy wants to start racing and my girls want horses and not, you know. Yeah. If you just look at my checking account, you realize I'm not going to be involved in either don't one. Don't do so. it. <laughs> Trust me. And honestly, I always say that I think the horses are more expensive than racing. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, it's, it's me like, that. you know, you got one horse that's, you know, he's trained on barrels and you got another one that's trained on roping and another one that's trained on pole bending and we got two that are injured, so. <laughs> the barrel horse got injured and he can't run no more, so we had to buy another barrel horse. Oh, it ain't like a race car. You can't just buy a part and replace it. You replace the whole thing. <laughs> so now I'm up to four horses and looking for another one, I think. Oh, it, you pay back, I guess, oh when you was a kid. I tell you, it's, it's crazy. These horses, these vet bills, it's a bit misogyn. Horses getting massages? 
You're telling me something. You're the horse man. They, I don't know. I found that out. <laughs> I mean, they talking about this lady coming in, chiropractor and masseuse and acupuncture and stuff. I'm like, what are y'all talking about? <laughs> and dang, if he didn't do it. Sticking these needles all in his horse and putting these electrodes on them. And, but you know what? It made a big difference in the performance of that horse. I'm going to show up to one of your barrel races with a mule. What do you say? Do that. <laughs> That'd be fun, wouldn't it? I'd like to see you try that one yeah, day. Yeah, I'll be the first person on the ground. <laughs> uh, so That's been good. Well, yeah. That's um, good. You know, this is a exciting week we've had. Mm-hmm. Next week coming up is going to be really fun. We're going to actually air, I think, a week earlier than we normally would. Um, the 27th, I think, is when we're coming back to do another show. Uh-huh. Yep. And that's going to be the JRM Fan Day. That's All the fans good. are going to be in Charlotte for the big race, the Coca-Cola 600. We're going to have a lot of people here at Junior Motorsports. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, growing up in this part of the uh, the state and and living here, there's always just an electric feeling in the air during the Coke Center week. I'm, I I get pretty excited about. it. I'm pretty pumped up. Yeah, I do. It's neat to see all the fans, and you know, you see a lot of fans that's been here for years and years and years, and it's neat to see them come back, and you get to meet new fans. But you know, here at Junior Motorsports, they have a fan day where they have people come out. They get autographs. They have two different autograph sessions on Friday. And we actually are going to have some stuff set up with, like, we've got the North Carolina Bow Hunters Association coming. Right. they got the mm-hmm. archery uh, competition shoot they're going to do. And then we got the uh, North Carolina Trappers Association coming. we got the uh, Delta Waterfowl Association coming. They're going to have a booth set up and do different things. And so with that, I have challenged my sister to a bow competition. Oh, wow. Archery competition. Yes, I'm looking forward to seeing this. And I am going to challenge you to join us. Oh, okay. Yeah, hey, I'm down for a challenge. Let's go for that. <laughs> That's going to be a lot of fun. You know, she's like, I want to do it, but man, I don't. I can't barely pull my bow back. I'm like, Kelly, they got bows there that you shoot. It's not your bow, so well, you'll be was, fine. That was going to be my next question. You don't bring your bow. Oh, I have to shoot theirs? we got to shoot theirs. Oh, man. That makes it challenging. I'll tell you what, I'll bring my longbow. And we'll, and we'll shoot that some for but fun. That still yeah, you can bring it. Yeah, but I won't count that as the competition. No, no. We'll yeah. shoot it just for fun. Yeah, because my longbow has autopilot. You just hit the little button on the side, and it hits right where you tell it to. No, it does not. <laughs> I can see you trying to vent something like that, though. That would be something you would do. Uh, man, I am. I'm looking forward to it. And Delta Waterfowl, they've got a neat thing going on. I went on a duck hunt with them in Kansas this past year. And uh, just good guys. I had a good time with them. Uh, I got a dog uh, from uh, some of the guys that are involved with them from Salone Williams. And so they've got it going on, and uh, that'll be a good time out here. Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, it's a lot of fun, like I said, seeing the kids shoot archery and the challenge that we're going to have, me, you, and Kelly together. (laughs) Um, Who knows? Uh, It's like they always said, me and Junior and Kelly always raced together, and Kelly was always the best driver. (laughs) So who knows how this is going to pan out. I'll tell you something funny. I watched the I watched the TV show and I saw your brother on there and he was bow hunting and just so happened I saw him not too long after that and he had his bow. I said, "Man, let me see your bow." And I look at his quiver and he's got three different broadheads, oh, and yeah. three different size oh, arrows. Yeah. And he's like, "I don't care, man. I'm just shooting." Just shooting. <laughs> I said, "All right, let it rip, buddy." We let that go for a little while because he was getting into the sport, you know. So we let that happen and now he's just eat up with bow hunting. Oh yeah, so. yeah. I challenged him, but he was kind of busy that day, he said. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think he's scared. Yeah, I, I would agree. <laughs> you, you just psyched him out completely. I think so. <laughs> yeah, but 
for the people that's going to be in town and maybe at Junior Motorsports for JRM Day on Friday. Um, the 27th. Follow Earnhardt Outdoors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get all the latest information. Check us out. We're going to have some stuff put up for schedule-wise, and I may even challenge some of the fans to shoot. Yeah, that'd be good. And I did learn this. Uh, I learned this the hard way. If you're going to go with the whole Apple challenge, put the arrow through it first and then put it on their head. Uh-uh, it, no, we don't, it works out way better. We ain't going to do that. I, don't, <laughs> I can't believe people do that stuff. <laughs> well, hey, you know what, Kerry? We've been talking about this Exalta sweepstakes, and here we are. Exalta Racing has reached and passed their 20,000 followers. Oh, that's awesome. That means step one of their follow us to Pocono contest is complete. The biggest hurdle that they wanted to overcome is having all of these followers, these 20,000 followers. That's now complete. So step two is for you to go to PoconoRaceway.com, Exalted Giveaway, and fill out the form to officially enter for your chance to win the $88,000 if Dale Jr. wins the Exalta 400 at Pocono june 5th so if you have not signed up you need to go to twitter exalta racing and get signed up Eighty-eight thousand. Eighty-eight thousand. who i mean why would you not sign up for that i'm not real sure especially if you're already on the social media i've platform. signed up already <laughs> i was one of the first ones as soon as i found out oh i can't win well, they didn't tell me that when i signed up <laughs> he has alias names well, that he signed up with maybe i get my wife to sign up <laughs> oh that's good stuff that's good man. Well, that's pretty exciting for that Zalta Racing. That's a neat program they're doing, and it's neat to see Junior being involved as much as he has with this. So, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's pretty cool. Well, well hopefully if uh, we can just get him to step up and take your challenge in the archery contest, we'll we'll really feel like he's officially in there. We'll see if that happens. <laughs> yeah, he might be one of these that pops in behind us and say, hey, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. Catch us off guard. Some kind of scheme to cheat. Yeah, too. they yeah. will be. I wouldn't doubt that at all. Well, cool. Well, Hank, it's been a good time. Yeah, man. It's Enjoy uh, it. Coming to an end. We've learned two very important things today. If I talk about horses, you can know that I don't know what I'm talking about. And number two, don't try don't, to pick up a snake. Yeah, don't mess a snake. Ain't nobody got time for that. No. <laughs> that, that would not be a good thing. So if you do, like you said, seek help. Seek help. Between your ears, you need help. And at the, the point of yes. contact of the snake to your Yes, skin. you do. One thing to not, not do is go get help, and next thing you know, you're all seasoned up on us. Yeah, and I did I, I did read, I just will say, you know, kind of like in the Lone Ranger days when they would take a knife and lance the uh, the bite and try to suck the poison out. Yeah, That's fake. That don't work. That's fake. Well, it's cool on TV, but it's fake. Yeah, I, I never believed that when I first saw it. <laughs> well, you're one smarter than I am. You're just sucking it back into you. <laughs> oh, you spit it out, don't you? That's what they did. Well, it's been good, man. I've enjoyed it. Uh, it's a fun time, so, folks, and next time, tune in to Earnhardt Outdoors. Check us out. And, like I said, go to Earnhardt Outdoors on Facebook and Twitter. And, hey, talk to us. Post yeah. some stuff up there. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll get talking about it. If you're here for JRM Van Day, come up and speak. And Yeah, we'll hang out. Challenge me. <laughs> we'll shoot archery or something. Yeah. But I won't be barrel racing anybody. Well, I thought about doing that, but I, that's gonna be a, that wouldn't be too good. All right, well, folks, till next time here at Earnhardt Outdoors on May the 27th. We look forward to seeing you then. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. 